Welcome, everybody, to the Phenomenal Business Growth Podcast. I am Jim Clouk. I hope you're having a phenomenal day. And I've got another phenomenal guest here on the podcast. Lauren Goodrich, how are you doing? I'm doing phenomenal. It is great to have you here. Lauren is an Inner Circle member with Phenomenal Business Coaching, and he is from the New Caney area, I believe, greater Houston area. Is that correct? Yes, sir. A little bit north. I'm from Cleveland. Oh, up in Cleveland. Up in Cleveland. Yes, sir. And he owns Houston Deck and Shade. And it's interesting because we don't hear a lot about deck builders. I've learned a lot about decks and what Lauren does. And he says... He's one of the premier companies in Houston. He doesn't understand why his competition doesn't actually pick up the ball and score with it, but he's done that. And he's learned a lot from Howard Partridge and being in the inner circle. Isn't that correct? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your family. Let's start there. Then let's get into your business. Well, I have a beautiful bride of 11 years, Bianca. I have, we have three kids together. Carson is 10 and Harper Lee is five and a little Henry. I call him T-Bone. He's uh he's nine. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's nine months. Nine months. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And so you've been really busy since you were 19 because this is incredible. Everybody listen to this. Lawrence started his business at 19 years old. He's in his early thirties now doing multiple millions of dollars. We want to hear this story. Tell us. Well, it, it actually winds back a little bit further than that. So I started building decks for another company when I was 16 years old. And um, man, I, I loved it. I just, I loved, I loved putting my hands on something and making it come to life and, you know, decks and it, I like being outside. And uh, so when I was 19, I decided, hey, I want to do this alone. Uh, it's going to be easy. Well, I was wrong. But it's, man, it's been a great ride. I absolutely loved it. I had a beat up old pickup truck and some, ratty old tools and you know a junky air compressor that rattled every time you plugged in and uh an air hose with a bunch of holes in it but uh we got it done so it's not the equipment it's not even the know-how it's the gumption to do it right it's it's that will to do it you have such great passion for building the beautiful products you build but what you didn't know and what you didn't have in resources you just persevered without didn't you Yes, sir. I did. It was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of a lot of heartache, to be honest with you. What has the inner circle brought you? Because we had talked about this before, that everything was moving along well, but a lot of the pieces came together, including how your wife saw stuff in your business. She did. My, my wife has been a great asset to me, um, but she... She didn't feel like the business was was she all she always referred to it as my business. Well, that's Lauren's business, and that's Lauren's job. And now it's ours. We have this together. Um, I joined Inner Circle in January of uh, 2023, and in January I started to realign my focus. I was in just a I was really I just hit a plateau or a ceiling, if you will, and I needed that next boost of energy and knowledge and passion to push through it. And I found that inner circle. I found that in the man, great content that Howard brings and, and, uh, man, Howard himself is motivation. And, uh, 
So the next event, the next inner circle event was in May. I brought my wife to that and man, she really just lit up like a light bulb, got on board. We got back to the office on Monday after the, after the event, she starts digging through the office closet, trying to find uniforms that fit her. And she got her own wardrobe with Houston deck uniforms. And, and she just joined the team. I mean, I didn't even have to hire her. She just came in and said, I've got a job. So it's interesting when we have a partner, a spouse in our life, and we really would like them to do something. Maybe it's clean the house. Maybe it's to go on the diet we're on or something, or maybe to join us in the business. Sometimes it's not us that says, I want you to do it, uh, or I don't want you to do it, but something happens and there's a shift, maybe an example. And that example seemed to have come from what happened at an inner circle conference. It did. I'll tell you the exact moment that this happened, that the, the, the tide shifted for us. There was a, the whole, the theme of that meeting was what can you have, do, and be? Santiago Aranga, on the next to the last speaker, he got up and he flipped the whole thing. He said, what can you give, have, be, and do with emphasis on give? And I'm a, I'm a born-again believer. I believe that. Christ is my king, and and um, I put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I started thinking, man, the Spirit of God was in that place. And and yeah. I just felt convicted that, Lord, what can you give? What can you give to me is what God said. And so I wrote this note on a napkin. I said, what can we give and who? And I slid it across the table to my wife, and she wrote back. She thought about it for a second. She wrote back on this napkin. She said, ourselves to God. And she pushed it back across the table. And I, I looked at it and I said, wow, man, that like God just wants me and he wants me fully and he wants my business too. And so it was that, it was that day, that was May 19th, which happened to be our uh, 11th wedding anniversary. Um, I just recommitted myself to my God, my wife and my business. And, you know, it was things that already started to change by that point. But after that, man, she just got on board. She saw that, hey, Lauren's just not in it for just himself. And Lauren really wants to uh, serve his family, serve his God, and serve his people. That's a phenomenal story. It really is. Sometimes we have all these things that are that are floating around us, the relationship with our spouse and our children and the business and our team members and the customer. And then one little thing happens and all the dots are connected. And then we shoot off like a star and we not only feel better, but everyone around us benefits the customer's getting better service. Our team members feel better. Our spouse is happier with us because now maybe they're included and they feel like they're part of the system, part of the um, uh, of the company. And I, I just think that's such an inspiring story, Lauren, because a lot of people are disconnected in their business. We often talk about the wheel and how balanced it is, all the different components of it. And you may have a great business. You could be doing $20 trillion at a very high profit, but have a very poor home life. And so the wheel goes clunk, 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 or your physical or spiritual is out of whack. It sounds like you've got it all together. 
Well, my wheel's still pretty tight, okay, but it's getting it's it's getting it's getting more uh, it's getting rounder. I'm, I'm rubbing off all those rough edges, and Lord willing, over the next couple of years, it's going to get a little bigger. So I've been around a long time, way longer than you, and I am extremely impressed with you, Lauren. Extremely. You're in your early 30s. You started when you were in your teens in business. You are growing a great family as well. You seem to have a solid relationship with your wife. Um, it's, it's really inspiring. And I believe a lot of it is the faith you have, um, and how you run your life. And there aren't many young people like you. And and I don't mean to call you young, but, but compared to a lot of people in the inner circle that are in that room, you're one of the younger people. And in many ways, you, you're more successful than many of them in all aspects of your life. And I just want to say I'm very proud of you. That's fantastic. Well, thank you. Well, Jim, I got to tell you, and anybody that may be listening to this, you know, my number one role in life is to please my God and to serve the Lord Jesus Christ with all of my heart and all of my being. And I believe that when I do that, then everything else starts to fall in place. But if you get business over the top of that, and in, you know, in some in some um, instances, you can even put your business as your God. And if you're a believer, God's not going to bless it. And I've done that in the past. Yeah, you you really need to be careful. It, as I said, the the perspective you have is is fantastic. Okay, so let's talk about your business and. Your goals. You had shared with me that you have a multi-million dollar business and you started it as a teenager and it continues to grow. Can you talk to us a little bit about your business? Sure. Well, like I said before, I started when I was 19. So we, we built this thing up. My first employees, my brother-in-law, um, through through the years, I've, man, I've, I've hired and fired a bunch of people. I've learned how to hire, how to fire quick. Um Yep. But now I'm just getting better at hiring, so I don't have to fire as much. Um, so we've grown this thing into, you know, uh, well over 100 deck, deck projects a year. I do nothing but my main my main role in the business now is sales. I haven't built a deck in over six years. I think 2000, I think 2018 was the last deck I built. Um, and that's just phenomenal, being able to get up in the morning and put my sales clothes on and go meet customers. And I absolutely love that. Uh, and then in and then 2020, at the end of COVID, I started Lawrence Lumber, which is a retail lumber yard and hardware store. And um, we buy wholesale from you know everybody else. And so we buy truckloads of, of treks and treks is a composite decking. We buy it by the truckload and we buy you know, treated wood by the truckload. And so that's been a great avenue to supply our own business. The reason I started was not because of the, the money side of it back in 2020. We just couldn't get it. So I figured, well, hey, if I can buy this stuff you know, by the truck, then I'll have them in stock. Well, nobody would sell anything to me because I wasn't a retailer. I said, well, I'll fix that. So I went, bought me a building and bought me some land and opened up Lawrence Lumber and Hardware. And now that's just taken off into a whole nother, a whole nother business that I really never intended, but it just seems like, man, the Lord just blessing it. Yeah. The retail business ended up being a byproduct of something that you really needed. And I like, absolutely. I, I like the way you think and I like the way you're driven. You don't stop because the supplier said, well, because you're not a retailer, we can't sell to you. You're like, I'll just become a retailer then. How do I do that? And you figured it out. 
And so now you have a secondary business. And what's nice also is the wholesale business feeds your business. So you get all the product you want. Really what you have left over, you can sell to other people. They could be competitors, but that's okay. And so now you I, have- I do sell the competitors. Sure, sure. So now you have two distinct businesses that stand alone, right? Two different P&Ls? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're two separate entities. Yeah. And and I'll just say for everyone who's watching this saying, oh, my gosh, this young guy's done so much. It's great to have two separate assets like that uh, because things change and sometimes one may need the other and they can actually feed each other. But what's really great is they complement each other. Um, there's no question for sure. Your your wholesale lumber business for you coming in is wholesale. You sell at retail, but you are able to feed your primary deck business with that wholesale product, which means it's more profitable for your deck business. Well, it's it's all it's more profitable, and it also gives me a lot more maneuverability because whereas most of my competitors, you you know, you you have four, five, or six jobs on the books, you don't order the material until you're ready to build the deck, and so then you have back order issues and you have you know material staging issues. So right now, today, we're booked out. I just sold a job this morning that's not going to be built until the first week of October. So, but we've got all the material on our lumber yard right now. So we'll go ahead and pull it. It's, it's all trucks. We've got the trucks in stock. We'll pull all that decking, all that frame, everything. We'll bundle it up. We'll put it out on the, on the back of the yard. And so it's sold and it's committed. That way, we're ready to go. If we have a, an opening and we get that customer in sooner, we'll load that stuff up and ship it out. And it's already ready to go. We don't have to wait on any special orders or anything like that because we've got it. Yeah. You are the supplier to yourself um, to an extent. Of course, there's the whole chain, but but you have an advantage over your competition where they don't have a lumber yard. Literally, you've got a lumber yard and it fits your needs well. Um, that reminds me of another individual I knew who did something very similar where he's uh, in the insulation business and uh, he decided to get into some of the products himself. And he actually sold some of the products to his competition, too, but he was able to have a better supply for himself. And it's it's just really smart. Would you advise other business owners in a similar type of business to do the same thing? Only if you've got a lot of grit. It's hard. It's not easy. It's it's way easier just to go down and write a check and have it delivered. But if you're if you're in it for the long haul and if you're in it, if you if you're not going to give up, then yeah, absolutely. It is more convenient when you have other professionals hold on to inventory so you don't have to hold it. The problem is, is when things happen, like with COVID, it was hard to get products. And if you were in a position of being a supplier to yourself and you brought in wholesale product, it's you're probably in a better position because you don't have to sell to your competition. Now you can just supply yourself. Yep. Well, in this instance, I don't mind selling my competition because I can't build every deck in the Houston Metro area, but I can sell all the material. Yeah, no, uh, that's fantastic. I, I just think that's, that's just, you know, an incredible, innovative thing for someone to do. Okay, so you're a young guy. You've got literally decades and decades to do anything you want to do. Where do you see yourself in 10 and 20 years with your business and your life? You know, I've been thinking about that a lot. Uh, 
and the inner circle has started to probe that thought and get me thinking on that. I, that's, that's really what I've been focusing on all year this year is what's our vision. So the next three years, I want to get Houston deck to 10 million, J- just, just the deck side, not, not the lumber yard. That'll put the lumber yard somewhere. If Houston decks at 10 million, then I project the lumber yard to be somewhere close to that as well. So it would be somewhere around 20 million gross revenue by, by 2026 is what I, what I'm shooting for. But what I'm really trying to do right now is get everything in a written down systems and processes in place. And we already have a lot of that, but I really want to get it done so that I can, I can copy and paste this business model. And um, I, I think I can put Houston deck and shades all over Houston, uh, one on the South side, one on the West side. And then I would like to put one in Brenham as well. Yeah. Out there on the West side. That's, that's a great dream. And if I haven't heard what you had said to me today with everything you've done so far, I would say, well, that's just a pipe dream. That's just, you know, we all dream about things. We, we all say we're going to lose weight and get buff and marry a supermodel, but that's a lot of talk, right? But I think you actually are going to pull this off without a problem. Um, What, what comes across to me, Lauren is, and this is a positive thing. You are very confident that you are going to make this happen. And without that, it won't happen. Well, I believe you have to be able to see it. And I, I can see it. I mean, I can see all those Houston and Shade trucks running around the city. Um, I can see all those other locations. I can see that giant training room with, you know, 75 staff members in there. Right now we're at, we're 18 plus me. So 19 employees total. Uh, but I can see that triple easy. And the vision is so important. People talk about having vision. There could even be a person who says, I'm the visionary of the company. I founded it, but now my job is to be the visionary. And they envision these great things in the future. And I'll tell everybody, if you do not envision this and and, and have a vision, it's like driving or riding a horse with your head down. You're not seeing what's coming up and you're just living kind of day by day and letting life lead you day by day. Instead of saying, I'm going to go after that word a, I'm going to B, and I'm going to figure out how to get to B. If I have to go like this, I'm still going to get there. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. The inner circle has really helped me with that. Getting my, because up, up until, January of this year, I really had no concrete vision in mind of what I wanted to do. And so over the last six or seven months, I've really been able to put this down. I mean, I've got it on paper and, you know, my team has really been able to rally behind me and they see, they see that what I'm trying to do is not just for me. I I want them to be successful. I want them to be successful in their personal life too. I want my business to be their vehicle for success, not just mine. No, I totally agree. Everyone needs to win. Um, you know, I believe that uh, it it can't be just the guy at the top. Everybody has to be included and everyone has to feel like they're getting something out of it. And I, I, I don't know your company culture because I haven't come to visit your team and you. But I can tell that everyone at the organization is positive feels good about the forward momentum and wants to be there. Is that true? Yes, sir. 
And you know, if they don't, they leave. They they don't they don't stick around. If we we try to submit that our vision, we try we have a goal board on the wall in our training room. So every every Tuesday morning we have our staff meetings and we talk about our goals, our personal goals, and and I try to be open with what I'm trying to do personally. I I want my boys to. You know, to, I'm I'm ex, I'm asking them to share their goals, so I share my goals. And man, I've just been seeing all these these guys are all kind of stuff. Man, building the fence of their house, remodeling the bathroom, uh, flooring in their house, bought a new truck, all, paying off credit card debt, all this stuff that my people are doing that I never would have known um, had I not put it out there. That hey, man, we can do this together. Yeah, and that is exciting being able to to help others. I believe that we're all here to serve more than ourselves. Now, a lot of us don't see that every day. We sometimes feel that we have to do everything for ourselves. And I will say this, before you can help others, you need to help yourself. So you need to be solid. After that, I don't believe we can be fulfilled if we don't love others and help others. What's your thought on that? Absolutely. You know, I uh, I told you I'm a born again Christian, and I've been a member of East River Baptist Church for a long time, and we we support a lot of missionaries and independent missionaries, and we our church sends over a hundred checks a quarter to a hundred different missionaries, and I've been a big part of that, and that's one reason why the Lord's blessed my business. I believe is because man, I I, I want to give. I want to. God's given so much to me. It's my it's my duty to give it back. If I, I truly believe, Jim, right now, that if I just decided that I wasn't going to give any, I wasn't going to tie them my money, I wasn't going to give the missions anymore, and I wasn't going to do what the Lord's called me to do, I believe my business would just flop. Absolutely, it it would. We can't do this and and keep everything to ourselves, even when we're down and out, which happens at from time to time, we still need to give. Even if we don't have a dollar to give, we've got to give something. Maybe Absolutely. it's our time. Maybe it's a good word, a pat on the back, encouragement if we can give that to other people at that time. And I'm not going to get into where our country is right now and so forth, but it's it's really nice to hear what you're doing and how you're doing it. And I'm a little bit amazed at where you are your maturity and your leadership is beyond most men for your age and i i just find it refreshing and um i usually tell people your age wait do you get to be my age because you'll have a different vision and i'm thinking maybe i might catch up to you you might be ahead of me <laughs> It's been fantastic. So thank you so much, Lauren, for joining me here on the program today. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Likewise. Thank you. And for everybody who is tuned in, I'm going to put Lauren's contact information in the description of this podcast because I'm sure he would love to talk to you about any questions that you may have about your business or maybe personal life because it seems like Lauren's got it all wrapped up. Is that okay? Absolutely. I'd love to. All right. Once again, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today on the Phenomenal Business Growth Podcast. Thanks, Jim.